If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, round of applause. Everybody hanging out on this July 3rd. Aaron Torres is here. John Ramos is here. Monty Bolaños is here. Bo Benson is here. We are all hanging out as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron Torres, how are you on this 4th of July eve? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, Everything's going good. Obviously, as uh, you know, we said during the Doug Gottlieb show, busy week for me. Uh, you know, anniversary on Friday, on uh, Wednesday, so I got to come up with something on that, and then I'm filling in for Jason Smith with Jason Smith after that. I think no, 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 we're in for CNR on Wednesday. Come on, get it straight. Yes. Yeah, we're back at it two days from now, and then Thursday is my birthday, but that doesn't really count. Nobody cares about that now that my anniversary is on the fifth. By the way, happy anniversary to Bo Benson, who also has an anniversary on the fifth, same anniversary as me. Fun fact. So you, oh, you guys got married on the same exact day? Uh one year apart, two years apart. July 5th. Uh, this is our second anniversary this All year. Right, so yeah. I'm a couple 19. Years, I think. Yeah. I'm 19. By the way, Daniel, remember, I think I did a show with you like two days after I got married. So, you know, I talk about guy that's, you know, I'm, unlike yeah. James Harden, I'm a good team player. I showed up like 48 <laughs> hours after. Who? Yeah. You're a very good team player. Thank I, you. You're always, something is always going on in your life that you are sacrificing for, <laughs> for the opportunity to uh, team up with together here on Fox Sports Radio. There is, the, re- the reason I asked is, so somebody must not have, what day of the week did you get married, Aaron? 
So we got married on a Friday, and I'll be quick. A lot of people ask why. It was July 4th was a Thursday, which allowed us to have the long weekend for travel purposes. I have a lot of family on the East Coast, so we got married on the 5th, which was a Friday. That's it's totally fine. It's just funny when the calendar cycles through. So my wife and I, we got married on a Saturday, and this year was the first time that the calendar cycled through where our, our anniversary was on a Saturday. So everybody who was going to be getting married on that Saturday now is going to share our anniversary. So that's oh, why wow. I thought you and Bo were maybe on the same day. Maybe you both did Saturday weddings. I don't know. Maybe Bo did a Tuesday wedding. I'm not sure. But uh, but yeah, you being on a Friday would also maybe explain why it didn't necessarily match up on the day of the week. But the date is the same. Yes. Ralph Irvin, former Fox Sports Radio employee, he and I share the same wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Yes. Ralph yeah, Irvin. So, so uh, yeah, saw Ralph at the USO, but it was good to catch up with uh, Ralph uh, here in L.A. All right, a lot's going on. It may not seem like it, but there is a lot happening in the NBA, even though things have kind of quieted down. We still are waiting on, you know, Damian Lillard. Don't know what's happening with James Harden, but – Kavino and Rich, when they get together and there's a lot going on, they kind of like to dive in and, and scratch their heads and say, all right, you know, things, uh, you know, things that, uh, you know, kind of make you go, hmm, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes. And you know what kind of made me went, hmm, and I'm still have been on this whole thing is how this Damian Lillard situation came to be in Portland. I just don't get on how quickly Damian Lillard, the message was sent that, hey, we're going to try to work this out. And then he demands a trade when it feels like social media, um, our media, everybody has been saying, all right, Dame needs to go. It's time for him to be traded. Not even months. Like this has been a conversation for the past, you know, I don't know, year or two, Aaron, would you say that Damian Lillard has been, you know, looked to possibly be a guy out of Portland, but the Blazers haven't done it. He hasn't done it. And for things to change so quickly from that meeting on Monday just still has me scratching my head. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's been even longer than a year or two. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've joked with our buddy Mark Medina, who I know joins Doug Gottlieb regularly, and I'm sure he's been on with CNR as well, Cavino and Rich. Um, you know, I've, I've said for a long time it feels like the thirst by the media to have Damian Lillard traded is greater than Damian Lillard's actual interest in being traded. That has obviously changed a lot over the last couple of weeks. You could see the, the the wheels turning on this, dating back to the draft. Uh, not really surprised, um, you know, not really surprised that we're here. But to your point, Dan, uh, a little surprised on how quickly it happened. You know what made me go hmm this weekend, Dan? I would say. Something that made me go, hmm, Derrick Rose going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, obviously, the Grizzlies need some guard help. Uh, uh, you know, John Morant suspended for 25 games. But I'll take it a step further. I don't really believe he's there to play basketball as much as he is to be a mentor, maybe a life coach. Just basically, he was John Morant at 21, 22 years old in that MVP season that we all remember so so memorably. Um, I, I think I'm like everybody else. I'm rooting for John Morant to figure things out, whatever personally he's going through. You know, you got to get over it, whatever. But the Derrick Rose thing to me is as much about being a mentor on the court or on and off the court as it is anything basketball related. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just said things that make you go, hmm, like that. Because with Derrick Rose, it, it is it is more so than, as you said, depth in the backcourt and what can happen with uh, John Morant uh, during his 25-game absence, what can happen for the Grizzlies? They did sign Desmond Bain to a large deal. 
They acquired Marcus Smart in a trade, which I thought was genius. And then adding Derrick Rose. And this is – the reason why I love this is because it really gives John Morant the guidance, but it also gives him in, – in, in two ways. Derrick Rose grew up on the south side of Chicago, and the stories have been written about it. You know, the neighborhood kind of protected him. He and his brothers played basketball. People in the neighborhood knew Derrick Rose was special, knew that Derrick Rose uh, – I, I loved when he was a freshman at Memphis. They, they wouldn't say the freshman. They would cross out fresh like the man, and that's who Derrick Rose was, <laughs> yeah. just at, you know, 18, 19 years old. <laughs> and he was. He's, he was different. But he grew up in a tough neighborhood. And uh, came, started at Memphis, first overall pick of the Chicago Bulls. Later on in his career, even talked about – times in dealing with mental health and, and some PTSD stuff that he had dealt with. He'd come public, you know, within the last couple of years and talking about this stuff. All of this stuff is stuff that John Morant um, can feed off of. I've been critical of how John Morant used his mental health as an excuse mm-hmm. to try to get back onto the court. Here's someone who's not going to take any, you know, no pun intended, bull from John Morant and is actually can maybe show him a roadmap so this talent doesn't you know go wasted doesn't go by the wayside the signing of Marcus Smart on the court makes sense but it also makes sense off the court the Derrick Rose signing makes more sense off the court uh, than it would even count on the court for the Memphis Grizzlies so I'm right there with you I think it actually could be it's crazy enough top three signing that we've had in free agency because this is where now John Morant is going to have to they're value the, the Grizzlies are valuing their asset. They are trying to protect it and get what they can from it and make sure that it doesn't sour. And the bringing in of Derrick Rose, I think, helps do you know helps that. So I am I am right there with you. Um, something else had me scratching my head in a good way. It was in the world of golf. It made me go hmm. Uh, Ricky Fowler back in the winner's circle was something that we talked about and. The reason I I love this story, and really Ricky Fowler's career, Aaron, when you look back at, at what Ricky Fowler has been, great college career at Oklahoma State, burst on the scene, was a surprise Ryder Cup pick in 2010 as a young talent. Corey Pavin picked him for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. And I don't want to say that there's an Anna Kornikova to him because that's disrespectful to Ricky Fowler and the success that he's had, but he was such a marketing giant. The orange you know, outfit, the, the flat build cap, the Puma gear, the hair, like Ricky Fowler was the real deal. And sometimes it overshadowed the actual golf. Nine years ago, he finished top five in all four majors, but we just look at, Hey, look, Ricky's in the orange. Then you go on some tough times where you fall in the world rankings, hasn't won in the last four years. And then you have this heartbreak at the U.S. Open that he had just a couple of weeks ago where you shoot an opening round 62, you're playing in the final group and end up faltering, you know, on the final day. And to come back and bounce back and win, which, by the way, he won in crazy fashion if nobody was watching. On the playoff hole, he, Kyle Morikawa and Adam Hadwin, teed off, Hadwin and Morikawa in the fairway. Ricky hit one way right into the junk, got a fortunate drop or was able to drop the ball where he had a Good view of the green. Morikawa put his in the rough. Hadwin had his spin back by about 20 feet, missed his putt. Ricky put it within 10 feet and made the putt. It it looked awful for him in the playoff that he wasn't going to be able to win. But to be able to bounce like that, it made me go, hmm, good stuff from Ricky Fowler. 
Yeah, I um, I guess until he really made that run at the U.S. Open, and I know he didn't ultimately end up winning, I don't think I realized quite how far he had fallen. Obviously, the, the story out of this year's U.S. Open was, you know, the, the year before he was on the, the practice green hoping that there would be somebody have to pull out so that uh, he could get kind of an exemption or whatever the verbiage is, you know, golf better yeah. than me, Dan. Uh, but I didn't realize quite how far he had fallen, so I'm happy to see the guy have success. I mean, especially like you said, there was a lot put on his shoulders early on. Uh, happy to see him have success. You know what made me go, hmm? Dan, I, I have a little uh, thing I need to get off my shoulders here. I know Rich Davis is a Mets fan, so you know I want to be respectful of Rich here in this time slot. I'm so over Bobby Bonilla Day. Like, can we, we get it. Every year, July 1st through 2035, he's getting a million dollars, just like he has the last 10 years. And yet every time I sign on to social media on July 1st, now this year there was some stuff messed up on Twitter, so whatever. (laughs) There's no new jokes. There's nothing funny or unique or interesting to say. If something happens, if uh, the Mets have a parade for Bobby Bonilla, if they have Bobby Bonilla bobblehead day, if they retire his jersey on July 1st, then we can circle back. But I've been seeing the same dumb jokes over and over for 15 years. There's nothing funny about it. And we still got 12 more years before that contract is done. Maybe I'm the only one. I'm so over Bobby Bonilla Day. I'm very angry today. I don't know why. I was mad about James Harden, mad about Bobby Bonilla. Did you see the Bonilla hats in through all of your anger? No. There is a company called Hood Hat that made a Bobby Bonilla hat that has, and you could go to hoodhat.com, I'm sure not a sponsor, but what it has is the $1,193,248.20 just stitched across the cap, which this hat costs $75. I don't know if I would be spending $75 for a joke, but I do find that that portion is funny. And I find that this is funny because, Aaron, I'm right there with you. Because not everything is funny when it comes to this. It is it is so old. You know what else is getting old? Well, if you would have just taken the lump sum, you could have invested it and had it higher. Oh, God, yes. Over the years. And <laughs> so you get a lot of that as well. And it wasn't that great of a business deal for Bobby Bonilla, even though he's getting a million, too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I'm done with it. Yeah, there's only, don't worry, there's only like 12 more years you have to deal with it. And then uh, and then we can move on. All right. That's uh, yeah. Oh, one other thing. Mike Harmon and I talked about this um, yesterday morning on our Sunday morning show uh, offers me the opportunity to to uh, plug me and Mike nine Eastern six o'clock Pacific Sunday mornings on Fox Sports Radio. This made me go, hmm. Mike Evans uh, was at a football camp and was talking about how one of his goals is to break Jerry Rice's record of eleven consecutive thousand yard seasons, and Evans holds the record for having nine straight thousand yard seasons to. Um, start a career no one has ever done that before Mike Evans has done that before but with two more he would break Jerry Rice's mark of 11 straight seasons with a thousand yards and I know there's a quarterback change in Tampa that could be uh, a problem and Mike Evans has pretty much stayed healthy for a majority of his career where there wasn't a you know a season ending injury which is actually what ended Jerry Rice's streak I am done with records. I, I am not not all records, but not everything is a record. Sure. Okay. And when Jerry Rice is playing in, you know, in a time where running backs are way more valued, running the football is more valued, 
and he is racking up the numbers that he's doing in a 16-game schedule, I do not want to see 1,000-yard seasons compared to what they did 30 and 40 years ago in a 17-game schedule in a pass-happy National Football League. You know, I saw something very similar the other day. It was from a a Twitter account of a a competitor of ours, if you will. I won't say which one. It starts with – I won't say what it starts with. It's four letters. But they put out a tweet. It was something like Evan Fournier – had more three-pointers made this year than Larry Bird had over the final 10 years of his career. And it was like, that's so, I can't say the word I want to, stupid. Like, what are we even doing? Like, you understand, besides the fact that the games have changed, like like Larry Bird, I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I mean, I could pull them up. But like, probably never shot more than two or three a game his entire career because that wasn't how the game was played. Like, what are we doing here? And I agree, like especially some of these three-point uh, shooting stats. And it's not to say that Steph Curry isn't an all-timer. Clay Thompson isn't an all-time shooter. Ray Allen isn't an all-time shooter. But like, there are so many changes in sport that it is. it does feel very dumb sometimes yes. to compare eras. And anything three-point related, like before probably, you know, literally probably the last eight, ten years, it's like it wasn't even the same game and like, let, let, let's stop somehow besmirching Larry Bird because his three-point shooting, you know, he would have been 111th in three-point shooting in his best year if he played in this league now. No, no, he wouldn't. He would take more three-pointers. It's idiotic. It, it is idiotic, and I also think that like, you could even go back, and I'm, I'm not discrediting people who try to do their research and watch games, but watching a game on YouTube from 1985 – does not do justice on what the likes of Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, um, Dr. J, you know, for even the, it is. And, and I think you're going to have this. I think you have the same thing with Jordan. Like when we talk about comparing Jordan and LeBron, and I don't want to do that here, but there is when you're in that time and you're in that era and you're playing. And I think we're going to have this 10, 15 years from now when we're critiquing the legacy of LeBron, when we're doing that with Steph Curry you really have to kind of be in the moment to yes. understand what it is when you're when you're comparing. And this is not meant to be shots at the younger generation because there's an older generation that could take shots at me saying, you don't know what it was like with Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and these guys. I recognize that. And that's why it's bringing up, you know, on your heels of, of Jerry Rice. It was it was different. Like he was one of one and the and the numbers show that and you can go back and try to nitpick and, you know, say this and and cherry pick your stats as you will uh, they don't always tell the whole story and and usually it's to bring down someone of the past which is super annoying well, that makes me go Arr. yes <laughs> well I, I know we got to get out of here but like when jj reddick's like oh bob Cousy played oh, against boy, plumbers yeah my buddy reddick it's like yeah and he also had like a full-time job in the offseason like and he also took trains to games okay like can we cut the guy a little slack here you know Kyrie Irving can't even play 40 games a year with modern medicine and whatever but Bob Cousy was taking trains uh and 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 you know working as a welder in the offseason uh, somehow is whatever so it's to your point is that it does feel like in the modern era any sport whenever we try to elevate the modern era. It's somehow a dig at the previous era. So, yes, it frustrates me. It makes me go, hmm, for sure. 
He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Covino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next is today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. One of the world's greatest sporting traditions resumed today. We'll explain next here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Monty Bolaños will be with us in just a little bit. It is July 3rd. Tomorrow there will be a busy day. Uh, with people celebrating the 4th of July, Major League Baseball, uh, trying to take advantage somewhat, something Aaron and I have talked about previously. But what would your dream scenario be? 
on the 4th of July in terms of uh, sports watching, something we'll dive into in about 10 minutes or so. I do want to start with this, though, Aaron, because I know when football season comes around, there is an excitement. Like the week one games on a Sunday afternoon in early September, just awesome. Football is back. The starters aren't being pulled after a couple of snaps. Even the Thursday night game has that that hype and excitement because these games count. I love it for fantasy football. I think the opening of the football season, both in pro and in college, even with the soft launch of week zero, are exciting times. But I would say predominantly when we're talking about opening of a season, no one does it better than Major League Baseball. Isn't that kind of the general consensus? I mean, heck, opening day. I mean, it's a phrase. It's talked about so much. I think like opening day, probably their Major League Baseball and opening day kind of have the grasp on on openers, if you will. Is that fair? I think there's absolutely a nostalgia about it for sure. Um, and I think, and yes, I, I, to cut a long story short, yes, I, I agree with you on that. And there's ways that Major League Baseball like will set up their schedule if you ever wonder why your team is not playing consecutive days at the start of the year. A lot of times in cold weather cities, you need to have some flexibility to be able to play that that home opener so you'll get a day off the next day and weather doesn't maybe necessarily cooperate if you're hosting the home opener in Detroit so you need some flexibility but still even if it's not the opening day when everybody else is opening there's still home opener is a big deal but with with football is is football like your second favorite opener NASCAR obviously does it with Daytona 500 that's a big start or is it college basketball season um where are you in terms of what would be number two on the list of of openers in sports? Yeah, I, as much as you love week one of college football, it's always hit or miss of who's playing when and what are going to be the big games. So I would say that first Thursday, I mean, it just it's like a a weight off your shoulders of like we made it, we're here. Yeah, there's some fireworks. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, whoever's playing in that specific game. I don't think there's any doubt that, and I, I think you could argue from a nostalgia perspective, nothing does does it better than baseball, but the NFL is just, that Thursday, it, it's just such a staple of the American sports calendar. I absolutely love it. You know, college basketball used to do, not with the opening day, but the, the midnight madnesses Loved of the it, practice, yes. that isn't as much of a thing anymore. Nobody does it at midnight. It's it's yeah. weird. They they. It, I don't even know. I, I can't even, to answer your question, I can't even, f- I cover college basketball. I can't even fully explain how it works. Like, it, it, the way that it, it's weird because, like, the way the calendar is, like, everybody has a little bit of a different first day that they can start practice. And then, you know, some people, yeah, to answer your question, nobody does it at midnight anymore. Nobody does it on the first day. It used to be the coolest thing. It used to be covered on ESPN as a, like a soft launch to college basketball. Now it's just a hodgepodge of of different teams having different events on different nights. They they should do it again because Great. I think it w- it was unique. And yeah, in college football, you're right. It is what it is. I do think the Week Zero games have a little bit of a change, um, a little bit of an effect. But if you're a if you're a fan, if your alma mater is playing, you're going to get jacked up for for that matchup. But yeah, the colleges um, college basketball could at least do better with uh, March Madness. I think the NBA is 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 not as great, and I'm going to get to the one that I love because it happened today in just a second. But the NBA, you usually have that TNT doubleheader. The defending champions are home to whoever, um, you know, if it's 
now it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. You know, maybe they'll play Phoenix in the opener. Who knows what it's going to be in October. But you have the one game in the East Coast, the one game from the West, and one of those is usually the defending champion. It's kind of nice, but it's only those two games. And we haven't been without basketball for that long that there's not that withdrawal. And we don't seem to care about basketball until at least Christmas Day, at least the, in the, you know, in the NBA. So that doesn't have the, uh, the heaviness of it. But I'm going to put Wimbledon up there. And the reason I'm going to put Wimbledon for two reasons, Aaron, it's something that actually we talked about on Fox Sports Radio recently. And John Ramos was talking about memories of the 4th of July. What, what, what was one of your memories, John, of 4th of July has gone past when it comes to sports? Oh, one of them was waking up to see Wimbledon. Yes, yes. Because back in the 80s when I was in my teenage years, it was always like John McEnroe. Then it got to be like Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi. A lot of these guys were always playing in either semifinals or the finals of Wimbledon. And back then, it would fall on the 4th of July. So it was like spend, you know, America's birthday with American players at, at Wimbledon. You know, it was always a fun yeah. morning to wake up early. Shove it in the face of the Brits That's again. That's right, you British. Know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the great thing about it, now and Wimbledon has been moved back as it just started today. My favorite thing about it is number one, it does tell you that it is summer. Yep. Like like Wimbledon is here. French Open, you know, happens in late May. That also can kind of but it just doesn't have the the caveat, the 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 stature of what Wimbledon does. But there is nothing better than looking at those grass courts, Aaron Torres, on the first day of Wimbledon because two weeks from now. Oh yeah. Look, you know, I mean, it's worn out. The the gentlemen's singles final, there is no grass along the baseline. It's baked out. But when you see that, see them now and see the full lawns in how it is supposed to be played, to me, it just it almost brings a tear to my eye. Someone who loves you know football fields and end zones, there's something about the crisp green grass on day one of Wimbledon that also signifies uh, summer. Now it's just a little bit later; they pushed it back. Now it's yeah, starting on July 3rd. But yeah, this is the the opening day of Wimbledon to me is a is a huge huge plus when we're talking about openers in sports. Yeah, and I think it's just such an iconic venue too. Like it's funny, I, I'm not even joking when I say this, but during the commercial break, I or probably you know earlier in the show, we were filling in for Doug Gottlieb as well. I actually texted texted a friend that lives in England, and I'm like, "Have you like have you ever been to this event? Like I just I'm not a huge tennis person, um, but it just feels like something that if you're a sports fan, you should do at some point in your 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 livelihoods again of, of, of assuming that you can afford to get over to England I know it's not a cheap flight and all that but it's just such an iconic venue um, and like you said the first day it does it does just have a different feel um, and so yeah I, I, I hadn't thought of it in in that context Dan until you kind of mentioned it to me uh, as we were getting ready to do the show but I agree with you in terms of a, a, a fun event as Ramos said you know you kind of just you know the three, four names. You get to kind of put it on in the background. I, I, I would agree that Wimbledon's probably one of the more underrated opening things that you do want to tune into, even if it's just for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's number one on my list of, of things that I want to do that I've not done in, in sports. Mm-hmm. And I've been fortunate enough to see a lot of cool things. Um, th- this is one that I definitely have to see. You're right. You can't drive there. You cannot yes. drive. Not most uh, of he's our Aaron, listeners, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Kavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Monty Bolaños here to give us the latest 
What's going on on this July 3rd? Updates from Wimbledon and so much more. What's happening, yes, Monty? but I got to tell you what Nick Cope told John Ramos and I about Wimbledon. He said about 13 years ago when he was in high school, he and some of his classmates went to Europe. And Wimbledon was happening at the same time. He said that none of his classmates wanted to go. So he and three teachers bought tickets. He waited like five hours to get in. But he said he got to actually go to Wimbledon. I was like, wow. that's so awesome. And that 10 hour match that happened like yeah 13 12 years ago that lasted three days he said yes. he caught the end of it on the third day that was john <laughs> isner and gasquet i believe it was I, that sounds um, about right it sounds about right but i was like that's awesome what a great story but he I, said yeah all with his teachers <laughs> truly yeah truly history it was <laughs> yeah for sure for sure today though at wimbledon unfortunately no you know what who was it was uh, i'm sorry i just looked it up no, nicholas yeah. mahout Oh. That's who it was. Okay. It was Nicholas Mahout. Awesome. Yep. Good. Sorry. No, good, good, because I didn't know, and I wasn't going to look it up. I was already You didn't give him on. a hoot. I was no. going to say his not. classmates did not give a... <laughs> they and, did not. But, but there was already one joke earlier in the show that went over everybody's head, so I didn't want to put myself out there in case oh, nobody... Oh, boy. Which right. one did we not get, Aaron? What, what, My joke what about joke? James Harden to the Clippers, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Exactly. No, I'm hey, kidding. You didn't it, get it was, cricketed like I did <laughs> with nah, my coke, no. that, was, that was the one. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, since you brought it up, yeah. yeah yes. Definitely went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, American Coco Goff and Venus Williams, who is 43 years old, they both lost in the first round. But American woman Jess Pagula, who is a top-seeded American woman, she survived in three sets. World number one, Iga Sviantek advanced in straight sets. And, of course, Novak Djokovic advanced in straight sets. In Major League Baseball, the Rangers were down down 10 to 2 against the Astros. They managed to tie the game, but Houston took the lead in the ninth inning and held on to win 12 to 11. The Brewers turned things around after being down 6-0 to the Cubs. They had five unanswered runs late in the game and won 8 to 6 at home. Milwaukee continues to fight with the Reds over the top spot in the NL Central. This win gives them a half a game lead, but Cincinnati is about to play the Nationals in about 30 minutes. In the NBA, All-Star guard Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves have agreed to a 5-year designated rookie maximum contract extension that could be worth $260 million. According to Bleacher Report, the Celtics, Clippers, Timberwolves, and Pelicans have reached out to the Portland Trailblazers about a potential Damian Lillard trade. And of course, Joey Chestnut is getting ready for Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. contest. How many hot dogs can you guys eat in one sitting? Uh, on a good two, day. Two, <laughs> yeah, two, two to three, I would two say. Two to three, yeah. two to three. Bo, how many hot dogs in one sitting? And a good one. day. One. John Ramos? I'd say two. 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 All right. We would all lose, guys. Uh, he is a 15-time yeah. champion, but he told TMZ, apparently he one time made a comment that he wanted to take on Tom Brady in a eating contest. Tom Brady didn't you know, respond to him, but he said that the Gronkowski brothers reached out, and he thinks that he can take on the brothers and that that's something that might actually happen. Wow. I think you could probably beat all of them combined. Yeah, that would be fun, yes. though. Is this like the match, but for food? Yes, yeah. yes. I think yeah. that would be so fun. He has a record of 76 hot dogs, not this last year, uh, but he said during this practice as he was getting ready for tomorrow's contest, he ate 80. But he did say that a lot of factors have to like be in his favor, including weather. He says if it's not hot enough, then he could probably reach 80. You know, Bernie Fratto, in our segment with him on Saturday, like did a very in-depth 
why weather matters for hot dog eating, mm-hmm. I was like actually blown away. Like Bernie might be listening right now, you know, maybe we'll have him call in later in the week or something like that. But uh, he like gave the rundown on why weather is such a big factor. I was like, wow, had never thought of that before. It so. makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. At the end so, of your, f- so the hotter. I'm sorry, I no, know you got to tell us about Discover. <laughs> you're but fine. So no. the the colder it is, the better it is. Makes or- sense. Yes. I think like the more humidity involved. Mm-hmm. There's some variables there. I mean. I mean, Let's just see. like the heat makes you uncomfortable and everything. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, can the heat, only... like, I think it's like I would want to drink more. Right. You know, right. but I, you know, maybe yeah. your hunger and and doesn't play a role into this sort of competition. Which, yeah, I think about when it's really hot. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat anything. Yeah, just yes. give me something to drink. Yeah. And so maybe that's what it comes down to. I will also add, I'm I'm giving away free content for somebody in television, like a Netflix, like. <laughs> Uh, Joey Chestnut, ta- remember like Shaq versus, and he just played like everybody in every sport. Yeah. Joey Chestnut just take like if he was just like okay, I'm gonna try to out eat the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. <laughs> that would the be Gronk so good. Brothers, yeah. Uh, whatever. That's a TV show right there. I just that I just is. made somebody millions. That's not. What me, about so. he just goes to your fridge and tries to clean out your fridge? <laughs> and that's how a good long? One too. Yeah. That might be expensive. But at the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. You can put all your groceries on your Discover card. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monty. Yeah. It is Kavito and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. July 4th is tomorrow. Full slate of baseball games. A lot of them during the day. Uh, it's something Aaron and Torres and I seem to make a 4th of July tradition. Aaron wants to make 4th of July more of a thing for Major League Baseball. Some teams are having earlier starts so you can have a fireworks at night or safer to uh, to maybe arrive home from what could be a crazy night around many of these cities that, that are home to Major League Baseball teams. But ideally, Aaron, like, do you think that we should have better matchups for Major League Baseball? How do you think we make July 4th better? Or what would be the dream scenario when it comes to the holiday tomorrow? Something you and I discussed last year on July 4th is just why this hasn't become a thing. Why Major League Baseball hasn't claimed July 4th as their own as as the NBA has with Christmas Day uh, you know, the NFL with Thanksgiving, whatever. And so, yes, I, I think it is something I think that they should do like the NBA does, whether it's during the, se- the season, more realistically before the season of, hey, uh, you know, whatever. I don't I don't know when it would be. Maybe the previous year's All-Star break when we're trying to celebrate baseball. These are next year's July 4th uh, games and then you get everybody excited and and you know obviously now that everybody is playing everybody else you could basically make any schedule that you want for anything and so um you know i i just think there there has to be a way to make this more of a thing and i don't know why major league baseball hasn't yet i think it's easy for us to say dodgers and giants should play on july 4th red sox yankees on july 4th but i think major league baseball would say we want to save those for non-holidays we want to save those where we can like we know people are going to come to the ballpark to watch the fireworks show so let's sorry i'm just disrespecting pittsburgh here but you know let's just bring them to la you know dodger fans will show out but let's just you know 
just have the pirates. It'll be better that way. I think that's probably how they feel. No, I, I think you're pr- there probably is something to that. But again, I think baseball, like what has made the the Field of Dreams game so cool? It's a standalone thing that you have to be there for. If you if you had a year's buildup to whatever they felt like the premier matchup yeah. was, the way that you know next year maybe it'll be Jokovic versus Giannis or or Nuggets Lakers or whatever it is. I don't know. I just I, I feel like there's got to be a way, and I may, maybe. It, maybe you don't, but I don't know. It feels like there's got to be a way to get the casual fan more excited, especially at a time in the calendar where there's literally no other sports on TV except for Wimbledon, the hot dog eating contest, stuff like that. We poo-pooed the, uh, you know, um, earlier in talking about the NBA opening night. However, you just brought up something interesting. I am curious to see what the NBA's Christmas Day schedule will be. Agreed. I'm sure the destinations of James Harden and Damian Lillard could also play, uh, you know, a factor in that. But will the Nuggets get top billing like you usually get in that middle window that the Lakers had so much and the Warriors had? Uh, something to watch for. Maybe they'll end up playing the Nuggets in those games. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Michael Jordan has weighed in on the topic we've all talked about. His son dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. What did Jordan say about it? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eins, zwei, drei. That's how he starts it. That's German, one, two, three. Welcome in, Cavino and Rich. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Finally put my German in high school and college to use. That would be, if it wasn't the <laughs> instrumental version, he would say one, two, three. Yes. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Do you speak another language, Aaron? Uh, I did actually take a couple weeks of German in college and did not do well. I speak reasonably good Spanish. I can't really speak it back, but I pretty much can understand everything that's being said. Um, so I, I get like 80% of it. Monsi, uh, we know, is bilingual. Is Spanish your only language? Monty? Yes, unfortunately. Okay. You know, these people that know like six languages. Yes, I'm sorry, I don't know six languages. Do you know those people that are like, oh yeah, no, I speak like five languages. Yeah, like Italian, Spanish, whatever. I'm like, I don't understand how people do that. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's yeah, hard one is hard two. enough, right? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. in your brain. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I would, I would think that, I, and I don't know if, I don't know if this is like having children they're like well the first one's difficult then it's easier the more they <laughs> you know says that, yeah. yeah the more they appear maybe that's the way with languages yes you, know, you learn one and then it's easier for you to learn the next one because you know that also, could possibly be the case i've heard that and i've also heard if you're younger yes, and learning I've multiple languages at the same time it's easier for you I've well nobody well. nobody here speaks french um except when we? john ramos cusses then we say pardon my french <laughs> michael <laughs> jordan michael jordan was in paris and paparazzi there had asked Jordan how he felt about his son Marcus dating Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa. So we've actually heard from the now, I guess, or soon-to-be former Hornets owner and uh, the one who some think is the, uh, the GOAT when it comes to basketball. Michael Jordan has responded. When asked if he approves of the relationship, Monty, what do you think his answer was? Obviously, it should be no. Uh, Absolutely Aaron, not. Aaron Torres, what do you think Michael Jordan's answer was? Um, that's when I took it personal. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe something like that. John Ramos, your thoughts on Jordan's answer to the paparazzi? Um, hey, he's, he's a grown man. Oh, he's a, he's a grown man. The, the answer was, ha, 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 No. Absolutely, positively, Michael Jordan not in the camp of his son dating Larsa Pippen. There were follow-up questions. Jordan apparently would want uh, her to or ha- have his son date uh, Tony Kukoc's 
Um, <laughs> Come on. More so than, than Scotty Pippins. My question is, Jordan was found leaving a Paris restaurant. If paparazzi were to find you, John Ramos, where is the most likely place that they would find It would be the McDonald's in South Pass because that's where Jonah always wants to have chicken nuggets all the time. So we're always there. We drive by and he goes, Daddy, nuggets? I go, all right. Excuse me, John, John, John. Why'd you blow the 2-1 lead last night in the All-Star game? Oh. You know, like, <laughs> it was a 3 nothing lead, by the oh. way. <laughs> his, his team now needs to win three, uh, three in a row. Monty, paparazzi nailing you. Where, where do you think it would be at? Honestly, anywhere there's pizza. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Is there pizza? You'll find me. Aaron Torres, I know we're just going around the room here, but there's a reason for it. My dog makes me walk her by the same pet store every single day. Oh. So I'm there every day at the same time. You could find me pretty easily, TMZ, if you need me for anything. So <laughs> They opened a new Popeye's near me, which is much closer than the Chick-fil-A and has much shorter lines. So that's probably where they would find me. However, no one has done the weed trimming there. And I pull up in the drive-thru and I'm like, I kind of want to pull these weeds. They're getting so annoying to me. I am at the Popeye so much, I actually want to garden at the place. But uh, Michael Jordan was leaving a Paris restaurant when asked about that, but gave the hearty, uh, hearty laugh of no. So there is no approval uh, there. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Thank you very much, Monty and John. We are sitting in for Kavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Hit Aaron up on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Michael Jordan, obviously, uh, the center of the last dance. There's another 10-piece documentary that is coming out that is going to focus on one of the legends of the National Football League. You wouldn't believe who it is. We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.